Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome in, everybody. It's me, your host, Dr. Ray. You can find me on Twitter at Dr. Ray T. We're here live on the hot corner, as we always do on Wednesday nights. It's been a couple weeks since we had a show due to the holidays, um, but we are back, and we're we're better than ever for the new year. Um, Manny and I are, are planning uh, lots of guests this year, special guests, stuff to keep you guys as informed as possible, um, to keep you educated on you know, different health topics, and then, of course, always whatever it is that you guys want to talk about, whatever it is that's happening, because most of our listeners are from ISPS, International Slow Pitch Softball. We do try to keep the show kind of sports-related, so anything you guys want to talk about concerning sports, any opinions you guys have on anything going on with college football, with baseball, with professional football, um, college baseball, anything you guys want to talk about, uh, you're always welcome to call into the show. Um, you're always welcome to send us tweets throughout the week. You can use hashtag the hot corner. You can tweet us at Dr. Ray T. You can tweet us at ISPSO, um, and you can always find us out there. Um, in the event that you guys want to listen to any of the previous shows that we've done, you're more than welcome to go to www.blogtalkradio.com slash ISPSO, and you can find not only my hot corner shows, but you can also find the East Coast show with Manny, um, and I believe there's another show also, the West Coast show with Corey Ryder. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that, that you guys can go on and you can listen to all our archive shows. And, you know, if there's any topics of interest that you see on there, you're more than welcome to go ahead and give a listen. And any comments you guys have on the shows also are greatly appreciated. Uh, you know, any feedback you guys have or, you know, anything you want to let us know, please go ahead and do at any time on Twitter, email, whatever the case is, that's what we're here for. So, again, my name is Dr. Ray. Um, I'm, a, I'm a chiropractor here, and I practice primary care, natural primary care down in South Florida. Um, and what we're going to be talking about today is, is New Year's resolutions. We're going to be talking, um, you know, about how some of them don't last and why people always make the same ones and so on and so forth. And we're going to give you our resolutions for the year. And uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about a family day event that I'm having coming up. Uh, it's a great way for people to get acquainted with natural primary care and exactly what it is and, and how it can help out um, and why it, why it seems like it's becoming more and more necessary every day 
Um, and then in addition to that, we're also going to talk a little bit about the college football playoffs, what's been shaken down there. And then since I'm a big Knowles fan, uh, we're going to talk about Jameis declaring to go to the NFL. So that's some pretty big news there. Uh, so we're going to get into that. If we have time, we'll also talk about a little bit of off-season baseball moves. Um, yeah. Exactly. That's what I love to hear. We get the war chant going in the background. Uh, so, you know, without further ado, I think the war chant there, that wasn't me. That came from the man who makes this all possible, um, the, the commissioner of ISPS, International Slow Pitch Softball. And like I always like to introduce him, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Lions make Lions, Manuel T. Ferrero. Manny, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Dr. Ray. First off and foremost, Happy New Year to you, man. I haven't spoken to you uh, since last year, man. So uh, Happy New Year to you, brother. How, how's the new year treating you so far? So far, the new year has been very, very good. Um, a lot of change has happened for me lately. Personally, um, just moved into a new apartment. My fiance finally finished uh, school in uh, chiropractic school, as a matter of fact. And uh, she's she's finally moved back home. She was away for three years, so it's great to have her back. And we've now finally moved in together, and it's been awesome getting a place together. And it's been a lot of hard work, uh, for sure, a lot of stress involved. But, man, it's been great and uh, definitely blessed to be able to have a a great place to call home right now. And uh, so a lot of change has been going on. A lot of changes at the office have been going on as well, too. Uh, But how about for you, Manny? What's going on? How's the new year been for you so far? Oh man, so far so good, man. Um, ISPS is is uh, nothing but every t- every day growing and growing more. Um, we already announced a tournament in the Bahamas, a tournament in Mexico. Uh, we have some other nations hosting some tournaments uh, this this year coming up, but we haven't released those dates yet. Um, Winter Worlds is right around the corner. We have about 30-something teams already signed up for that. I mean, the new year is looking very, very well. Um, Ohio, Arizona, California, they're all on board for 2015. Uh, We're just growing, man, expanding. That's beautiful, man. I'm glad to hear it, and I'm I'm glad to be part of it, too. And it's, it's no surprise why ISPS is expanding and doing so well. Um, you know, man, you do a great job not only marketing everything, but, you know, making sure that the players come first and, uh, you know, and, and everything like that. And, and I think that's the big difference, you know, is ISPS is about the players and it's about creating an environment that's, that's great for the players. And, you know, we're concerned with their safety. We're concerned with a lot of different things. And plus, I think we might be the only league that has, you know, a radio station as well, too, where we try to bring free information from experts and try to help out the community as much as we possibly can. So, Again, my hat's off to you, Manny, and I'm just happy to be a part of everything that's going on with ISPS. Um, thank you, Dr. So thank, thank so, you. Well, no, th- thank you, man. That's what I was trying to say there, so I appreciate it. But anyway, I wanted to uh, recap. Uh, we're we're going to put an end now to our fantasy football for a little bit of time. Um, our fantasy football league is now over. Um, thank God. a winner. <laughs> thank God, right? <laughs> so 
we we officially crowned a champion. Um, I ended up coming in in uh, in third place um, in in the league here, which you know I think is not too bad. It's my own league. I kind of have to finish respectably, and uh, but I can't win my own league, right, Manny? Those are the rules. So uh, that that worked out pretty good, and and it was fun competition. We had a lot of people, you know, participating on the on the chat boards and with some of the smack talk and everything. So. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun throughout the throughout the year having people call in, the managers and everything like that. But Manny, this was one of your first times playing fantasy football. So why don't you give me the overall experience that you felt, and you know, would you recommend it to other people? And what do you think? Anything we can do to make the league better? What's on your mind? I, I don't know. I don't know about the commissioner, man. The commissioner of the league uh, has a little bit of. Uh, not misinformation, just lack of information because I, I, I could have been in third place or some, some consolation prize or something, but I, I was not aware that there was a consolation game, so I blame that all on the commissioner, man. I, I don't know who he is, but uh, the commissioner, man, I, I think uh, we should impeach him or something. Uh, we're going to have to impeach the commissioner. Well, I'd be more than happy to hand it over to the commissioner um, and let him be the commissioner um, as well, too, so he can make sure and get everybody all the information that they need on time. <laughs> no, no, no. What do you this, think about this that? Is your, this is your fantasy world, man. This is all you, brother. No, no, I'm just I'm just joking around, man. I should have been paying more attention to that, man. I, I just thought uh, since I didn't even – really make the playoffs or anything. I really didn't, didn't even think I, I was playing anymore, so I should have been on top of it. I got you, man. Well, listen, and that's what, you know, you learn every year. The good thing is is that, you know, as long as you're alive, there's always next year. Um, so that's something that we have to look forward to. And, you know, kind of switching gears a little bit now, we're going to go ahead and switch it over to fantasy baseball time. So, that's really something that I enjoy. It's a day-to-day thing, you know, every wake up, every day you wake up check your lineup, see what's going on, you know, keep moving on from there. But uh, fantasy baseball, I think you're really going to enjoy even more than fantasy football because it's even more involved and, you know, there's so many more players and so many more games and it's just like nonstop. So it's a lot of fun and I think you'll enjoy it. And Dr. Ray, about how many, how much time do you dedicate to fantasy baseball on a daily basis during, during the season, of course? Uh, you know, that's that's a, a good question. I think it, it depends on how many leagues I'm playing, but I'd say probably 10 minutes a day or so is all I really need just to go in, check lineups, make some moves. Every once in a while, I'll spend a little bit more time if I had it, you know, just kind of researching prospects and those kinds of things. But, you know, for the most part, I just, you know, try to watch the ESPN bottom line as much as I can. You know, when I get home, I always put on baseball and just, you know, they always talk about other teams and what's happening and all that kind of stuff. And I like reading box scores on the weekends in the, in the newspapers, you know, kind of old school stuff. But other than that, about 10 minutes a morning, you know, my fiance hates it. You know, I wake up and the first thing I do is check fantasy and I can't leave the house before I check fantasy or whatever. But, you know, it's got to be done if you want to if you want to win and be competitive. So, uh, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. You haven't done fantasy baseball before, right? No, never. That I'm actually looking forward to that because I, I know a little bit more about baseball than I do about football. You know, that's that's my uh, original sport, man. Original sin, if you if you may. But um, yeah, man, I love it. I love it. I, I can't wait to start the season. 
All right, man, that sounds great. I'm excited for it, too. Um, we are going to go ahead and we're going to start actually recruiting now. Um, if you if you want to be a part of the Hot Corner Fantasy Baseball Listeners League, go ahead and let us know. You can shoot us an email. You can call on the show and let us know. Um, you can shoot us a tweet and, and let us know that you're interested, and we'll, you know, we'll try to communicate with you, grab your email so that we can invite you. And um, we're going to try to get a, a good fantasy, face, uh, fantasy uh, baseball league going here with the hot corner again. And, uh, again, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, lineups weekly. We'll talk about those kinds of things weekly and uh, just keep you guys updated. If you've never played before, you're more than welcome to, to join us. Uh, we had a couple of newbies playing with us this time. It, it was a lot of fun. Um, and, again, you know, it's all about just learning the game and, and those kinds of things, and we do it for the love of the game here on the Hot Corner. So um, you, you guys are more than welcome to join in and see if you got what it takes. I also am, am – I think I'm a little bit better at fantasy baseball than I am at fantasy football. Um, so I'm definitely excited for that. Um, I love keeping up with the prospects, and, you know, I just – uh, baseball is my first love as well, too, Manny. So I know exactly what you mean there. So uh, I'm excited for the season right now. You know, come March, pitchers and catchers are going to be reporting. Uh, we're a couple months away only, so it, it's it's on the doorstep. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. And um, what do you think about the Marlins, man? What do you think about uh, John Carlos Stanton now that we're talking about baseball and, and, and Jose Fernandez? you think he's going to be healthy enough to, to play a full season? Well, you know, it depends. You know, a lot of times the uh, the people that get, you know, players that get this Tommy John's uh, surgery, you know, they, they come back. They may come back even a little bit stronger. I mean, you know, it kind of it kind of all depends. You know, you kind of see what happens and, and we just kind of go from there. But I think that, you know, the way that he throws the ball, um, you know, I think that he could be, I think he could be uh, in, in pretty good shape when he comes back. I think if that ligament's a little bit stronger, they'll be in good shape there, you know. And, and we've done uh, we've done some pretty good – we've gotten some pretty good pretty good players in the offseason as well, too, to compliment Giancarlo and them. And, uh, you know, we gave up Nathan Eovaldi, who I really liked. He had kind of a breakout year, uh, faded towards kind of the end of the year. But, you know, we ended up getting uh, – we ended up getting Matt Latos, you know, from the Reds, who was a great pitcher over there. And in Cincinnati, you know, for him to have the, the years that he's been having now come into a, ball, a pitcher's ballpark, I think he's going to be doing a lot better. Um, you know, we gave up our RBI guy, Mr. Casey McGee, to San Fran. But, you know, we got Mar- we got uh, Martin Prado, and we also got Michael Morse, you know. So we definitely got some players that to, to kind of pick up the slack there. Um, and we're, we're talking about making even more moves uh, again as well, too. You know, we got Dan Aaron and Dee Gordon from the Dodgers. You know, so we got some pretty good names here, um, you know, that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, it's going to be a new look, new team, but I think that, that we're going to have a, a pretty good chance to compete. Um, you know, we picked up a veteran in Scott Sizemore. Uh, you know, so we, we, got some, we got some pretty good moves that we made. That, that I'm excited about, uh, you know, restructuring Giancarlo's contract. You know, I think it's it's going to all be good. We got Aaron Crow uh, from Kansas City to kind of strengthen the bullpen a little bit. You know, so I, I'm I'm definitely excited about what's been going on uh, with the Marlins, and and hopefully 
hopefully we make just one more move. I think we're trying to flip Dan Heron for another pitcher, uh, which would be awesome. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. But overall, I'm pretty happy. I think the Marlins are, are going to be in, in a pretty good spot, you know, with uh, with Salty behind the plate, Prado probably playing third, Morse, who knows if we're going to put him at first or in the outfield, but, you know, we're going to have Yelich, we're going to have Dee Gordon at the top of the leadoff spot, we're going to have Giancarlo, so, you know, we could have we could have a pretty good offense, and as long as we have, um, you know, our pitchers come through, Jose Fernandez, if he comes back healthy, man, I think we're going to have a real good team. Matt Latos, you know, it, the the back part of our rotation holds up, I think we're going to be in good shape, so I'm excited about it. Nice, man. I'm I'm excited too for for the new season, man. New season everybody starts with a fresh clean slate and uh you know, we'll we'll play for October, man. Hey, but really quick, man. You you mentioned Marlins Park as a pitcher's field, the pitcher's uh, stadium. Um there was a bowl game over there. That that big brawl at the end of the bowl game, the the South Beach uh bowl game was played at Marlins Park, man. What do you think about that? And, and what do you think about um, possibly UM um, hosting some games there, maybe some of their smaller games or something? Because it only holds about 30,000, and, and attendance at Sunlight Stadium for some of their weaker games are not not the best attendance records. But um, what do you think about that? And it's it's the old site of the Orange Bowl, so I think it's appropriate. Definitely, um, I I think it would be great. But uh, you know what it what it would do is you know when you watch these Hurricanes games and they're played at Sun Life, and you know they maybe have thirty thousand people there, the place looks empty, and it sounds empty as well too. But if you were to take that and translate it over to uh, Marlins Park, I mean Marlins Stadium, excuse me, you would see it would look like it was packed, and it would be a much louder, um, much louder atmosphere as well too. So and a lot closer to, to UM itself. You know, it's maybe 20 minutes away from the UM campus as opposed to 30 or 45 or, you know, however long it takes to get up to some life from there. And also, you know, the, the weather wouldn't be in it, wouldn't be a problem, you know. So I think that, man, it's, it's too bad that there's only 30-something 30, 30 thousand seats in there because it would be awesome to have that as a football venue uh, for the Hurricanes as well, too, because I think that would really improve the home atmosphere there for the Hurricanes and maybe even give them a fighting chance, especially when they play against the Knolls, you know? Oh, God, here we go. No, but um, to tell you the truth, now that I think about it, we uh, – well, sorry. I heard over the news uh, that the Dolphin Stadium – or Sunlight Stadium now, sorry um, – is doing some major renovations. They're going to put in – I saw them putting in some new seats and everything. The seats are going to have new colors. Um, so I, I don't think, I don't think UM is going to move from there, uh, you know, with, uh, with the new renovations too. I don't know, man. You never know, man. Maybe, maybe it'd be kind of cool to host some games at Marlins Park and some of our bigger, bigger events like FSU or, you know, some, some of our AFC championships or whatever. Um, we could, we could host it over there at Sun Life, man, but. I don't know, man. I, I, I would love to see UM at least once over there at Marlins Park. That'd be kind of cool. <clears throat> I think so, and it, it would be a lot closer as well, too. I think that's kind of the big thing is, you know, and, and I hear a lot of complaints about that, is that, 
you know, it's just so far to get up there, and a lot of students aren't making the uh, aren't making the 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 travel to get up there. I mean, you know, it's it's a long way. If you're, if you are a college student and you don't have a car, you know, if you if you're a student at FSU, it's easy. You walk down the street and you're at the game. You know what I mean? If you are on campus and and you live at UM you're going to be in trouble. There's no possible way for you to get up there. I mean, I don't even know the route of public transportation to get up there. Just take the metro rail to a bus to another bus. I mean, I have no idea. It would be kind of kind of difficult to get up there. So I, I definitely understand why the attendance is down there. Um, but it's also, I think, the product that's going on the field there. I mean, let's be serious. Uh, UM, although there's been some hype and there's been some things going on, it has not been great. Uh, for the Hurricanes as of late. Um, And I'm going to go ahead and talk here as an unbiased fan here. Um, You know, I I think that, you know, UM has been getting very good recruiting classes. I think that they have been doing very well um, in that aspect. I just feel like I got to put it on the coaches here at this point and say if you're getting these athletes and you're recruiting out of Miami, you know, like all these other schools that are dominating have been as well too. Why are you not getting any results? You know, at this point, you gotta you gotta look at player development, and you gotta look at the fact that the players that they're recruiting are you know ending up transferring or not playing or becoming academically ineligible or whatever the case is. But the talent is coming to UM, and it should because they have five national championships. They're a storied program. They supposedly invented swag, you know, and there's there's a lot about UM that, that, that there is to like, especially since, you know, you live here in Coral Gables, Florida. It's beautiful here. It's probably the best place to live in all of the United States, you know. So what's what's the problem? And I think it starts with the coaching staff. So I know that there's a lot of people that I personally know that are disappointed in the fact that they're keeping Golden. Um, I did hear a rumor, and maybe somebody can call and clarify this, but I heard a rumor that, Al Golden was actually off the grid for a little while. Um, and the last time that that happened, he was considering offers from Penn State. So I don't know if he's considering an offer from somewhere else. I don't know if I'm just starting rumors or what's going on. Maybe we can have a Miami fan uh, that knows what's going on call in and confirm uh, exactly what it is that's happening. But um, I definitely think that the coaching change is in order down here in South Florida. Um, who would be the best fit for the program? That's a difficult question to answer. Uh, I'm not quite sure, and it always depends on the candidates that are available when the coaching job opens up. Um, but, you know, at this point, I don't think that Golden is the answer for the Canes. And, you know, I don't know how many more losing seasons with good recruiting classes it's going to take for upper management to notice that. But, you know, many, I, I know you're a UF fan, so what's your position on, on that? Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> no, um, man, we need somebody like that, man. So, the the coaches of UM from the past were legendary coaches, man. Um, what has Golden done? Yeah, he he he, you know, he improved tempo a little bit when he when he was over there. Um. But, man, what has he done down here in Miami, man? And I don't think he's the right character for for the Miami athlete, man. Um, 
you really need somebody more like a firecracker, man, like a firecracker coach, kind of like Jimmy and, you know, uh, Butch, you know, people like that, man, just hard-nosed uh, coaches, man. Um, I I agree, man. I, I think there there needs to be some change. But I, I heard that uh, Donna Shaleva or, or there was some rumors that they really are not um, really – I guess interested or, or pushing football anymore. Their program, um, they're looking towards a new era of, of University of Miami sports in general. So, who knows, man? Who knows what the future holds for UN? Yep, only time will tell. At that point, we got to see what happens. But you know, kind of keeping on with the college football thing here and switching gears a little bit. A big announcement came today. Um, swirling the program um, that I that I love and I believe garnet and gold, and um, you know, if we didn't win 29 games in a row, I would have been extremely embarrassed um, after that last after that last performance that we had, uh, you know, in in the Rose Bowl against Oregon. Um, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely heartbreaking loss right there. I mean, what a way to go out. And uh, so it turns out that that's actually Jameis's last appearance as a Noel, um, and one that's definitely very forgetful. But it, it seems that he announced today that he's going to be declaring for the NFL draft, and you can't blame him. You know, when you're when you're when there's teams out there that need quarterbacks, and you're projected to be, you know, a, a first round pick, you know, you can't you can't really throw your career away and come back and and you know. Maybe there's an maybe there's an injury that ends your career, you know, and, and you got to go out and you got to try to take care of your family and you got to get paid. So I'm not upset at all. Um, I wish he was coming back for another year. I really thought he was. Um, I was maybe it was more hope than anything else. Um, but I'm definitely going to wish Jameis Winston good luck in the NFL. Hope he turns out to be a great player in the NFL. Another Noel uh, that just translates into a great NFL career. And you know, I think that's why recruiting is is going well there because. I mean, you look at the NFL now, there's an, there's almost a, a seminal on almost every team out there, you know. So it's been great um, the past few years that he's been there with only one loss. Uh, looking forward to see what happens next. There's been some rumors that, that Braxton Miller from Ohio State may be coming over. Um, but at the same time, he hasn't, he hasn't even, he can't even throw right now. He might not even be able to throw due to the surgery that he had until, you know, until after spring ball. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult to, to change schools and to come over and to, you know, all of a sudden just have that, but, you know, and just plug, plug and play. It's not the same thing, but, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I know that uh, we we have a, a great quarterback waiting in the wings in 2016. We just got the number one uh, QB commit, uh, but we'll have to see what happens at quarterback next year. It's definitely going to be a big question mark for Florida state as they try to improve upon finishing in the top four this year, the first year of the national, uh, of the uh, National College Football Playoff there. So, um, anyway, Manny, did you watch any of the playoffs? Uh, what did you think about the the playoffs this year and college football in general? Any any uh, comments on it or anything like that? Yeah, I have a few comments. Um, I have a, a one conspiracy theory. I have um, and I have a question for you. Um, number one, I love the I love the college playoff system. You know, I'm a I'm a bracketologist myself. This is what I do uh, for a living. I host tournaments, so I know all about brackets and and I love all that stuff. 
Um, so I, I, I think they should have done this a very, very, very long time ago. I, I love it. I think it's great for the sport. Um, look what it's done for uh, for the NCAA basketball tournament. Uh, it's just great, man. Um, but my conspiracy theory is, I don't know if you saw the um, the logo of the uh, college national championship uh, playoff, the the gold and silver uh, football. And it had it had the four hash hashes, I guess, from the laces of the football, and I guess that represented the four teams that are currently in it. But if you notice on the bottom sides of of the ball, there are three stripes and three stripes coming out on each side. I think um, either next year or possibly a couple years from now, they're going to move it over to six to a sixteen bracket maybe possibly doing the top two uh, buys, the top two teams maybe get a buy the first. uh, I don't know. I don't know how they'll do it, but um, that's my conspiracy theory on the uh, college football. But my question to you, Dr. Ray, is um, about this new generation of quarterbacks that are starting to come in into the NFL and their uh, extracurricular activities, specifically Johnny Manziel and, and, and your homeboy, now Winston, that, that just announced his NFL draft uh, eligibility. What do, you, what do you think about this new generation of, of, uh, of quarterback? And, and I know he, he hasn't been convicted of doing anything, but, but you know, you, you don't get accused for doing various things if, you know, I, I don't know if you could say he was at the wrong place at the wrong time, but but what do you think about the new generation quarterback in the NFL? Well, you know, I think that although Jameis and, and Johnny have both kind of gone through similar things, I think their situations were both very different. I think when you look at Jameis, he's not as cocky and as arrogant as Manziel is. You know, I think that he's you know, he's all about his team and, and he wants his team to win and he's made a couple dumb decisions, you know, definitely for sure. But at the same time, I think that, you know, Johnny Manziel, when you think about it, like who, he, he just wanted himself to be the center of attention. In interviews, that's what it was about and me this and me that. You know, and with Jameis, it was a little bit different, although he did make some mistakes and he, there were some things that, you know, he shouldn't have done. I think it all stems from the fact that, I don't know what it was about the whole entire Florida State team, man, but it's like they never let you forget anything. I just read an article the other day, and at the bottom of it, it recapped like everything that Jameis was ever accused of and ever had a problem with. They just won't let it die, and they just keep piling things on and on and on, and his name got brought up for every single thing that ever happened, you know what I mean? And it just stayed in the media. You know, there was a player at Alabama who got caught with like three pounds of marijuana and a whole bunch of stuff on campus, and there was one quick storyline about it, and then that was it, you know, and there was so many other things that happened where other players were alleged to have raped somebody and nothing ever happened, you know, but with everything that happened now with Jameis Winston, it's like it just is over and over and over again. And again, he was cleared not only by a state investigator and Willie Meg, the the state attorney, there was also the, the private investigation that Florida state put on and the title nine investigation. Still nothing was, was found. The student conduct code hearing still 
nothing was found. You know, so at this point, this allegation, it, it was a girl that was jealous, you know, and because of that, that really started everything. And from there, you know, I guarantee if that didn't happen, none of these other things would have come up. It was just, you know, the, everybody needs a scapegoat. The media needed something to talk about. It was easy to, to, to pick on Jameis Winston because he didn't have the best vocabulary and the best syntax, you know, and, and okay, so, you know, the guy's a country guy, you know, and he's a great player on the field and he's eccentric, you know, but he's not malicious by any means, you know, and people painted a picture of this guy like he's the Antichrist, you know, and, and he's, a, he's a fun-loving guy who loves to play football and loves to play baseball and you got to admire his his competitive spirit and that's really that's really all I have to say about it you know I just feel like I don't know how it happened but he ended up getting the worst picture of himself painted and and I'm I honestly like I feel sorry for him you know I think he it would have been so much better to play you know think about it. he did, he went 29 and 1 being under scrutiny for for the majority of the time and and not just scrutiny like intense under the spotlight anything he did I mean if he shook it more than two times after peeing, he was in he was in trouble. You know what I mean? It was crazy. It was anything anything that could ever happen. Oh, blame Jameis. The whole blame Jameis thing I think was awesome, oh, just yeah. because you know it went to it went to show just how far everybody took everything. You know, it's like all of a sudden he's signing autographs for money. Oh, he did this. He did that. He got in a BB BB gun fight one time. I mean, come on. I've shot BB guns at stuff I wasn't supposed to shoot BB guns at. You know, I walked out of the store some once or twice without something that I probably shouldn't have walked out with. You know, when you're young, you make mistakes, and that's what happens. And, you know, I think on his part, he does have to realize that he's a Heisman Trophy winner, a representative of a university, and he needs to make smarter smarter decisions. But at the same time, you know, I, I think that a lot had to do with the media and everything that was going on there. And, and just for some reason, they wanted to make, you know, Florida State into – Kind of like the Darth Vader of of the uh, the villain of of the of the world there, and yeah, I mean it makes sense, you know, when you're on top, everybody wants to see you fall, you know. So well, you know, twenty nine twenty nine wins in a row, you know, you're gonna have some haters out there, and it makes sense, you know. So no, not not only that, but the also the the day of age that we live in right now with the social media and all that stuff, you're you're under a microscope, man, and you know, for whatever reason, uh, they got all this scrutiny on top of them, both of them, or, or yeah, both of them. For whatever reason, man, they 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 better start walking a, a a fine line and a tight rope, bro, because everybody just wants them to fall, man. Oh yeah, they have to. I mean, everybody has everybody has a camera, everybody has a video camera. You know, I mean, it's it's crazy out there nowadays. You know, everything that you do can be documented. You know, uh, there's these rumors that Facebook Messenger, they can use your camera at any time, you know, without you even knowing and whatever the case is. I mean, with all the electronics and the technology and the social media, you know, news is traveling faster than anything, and all it takes is a hashtag for people to find out about it. You know, so 100%, 100%. you know, people, especially in the spotlight at this point, they just need to be smarter about what it is that they're doing. You know, I mean, it, it, without a doubt, man, you couldn't have hit the nail on the head any better. I you know, you. so I, I mean, I, de- um, I definitely agree with you there. Well, man, I, I just think it's funny that everybody's talking about Jameis instead of the national championship, man. Oregon. And Ohio State, dude. Who who are you going for, man? I I think Oregon is 
is, uh, dude, after their performance against you guys, against FSU, man, they are looking unstoppable. I'm telling you, man, I did not see that. And, you know, quite honestly, I really think if if Dalvin Cook didn't fumble that ball and Florida State would have drove down and scored that touchdown and taken the lead, I really think things would have been a lot different. You know, you can't fumble the ball five times. Um, you know, you can't turn the ball over five times, four times in one quarter, especially the third quarter against a team like Oregon that can score on any play and expect to have a good outcome. You know, so, you know, I'm definitely disappointed with what happened. I think it could have gone either way. You know, you can't be mad at Dalvin Cook uh, for what happened there, but I definitely think Oregon is the team to beat. Um, You know, it's so funny because I was completely the opposite of what I said was going to happen. I said, oh, yeah, Florida State's going to pull out a close one and Alabama's going to blow out Ohio State. (laughs) And it was exactly the opposite. You know, Florida State got blown out and Ohio State pulled out a close one, which was amazing to me. You know, they're running back right now. Uh, Elliot, he's just on fire. Um, if Oregon can stop him, you know, and they they look like they weren't doing a good job at stopping the run against Florida State. So, you know, that really gives Ohio State a legitimate chance there. And if Cardell Jones, who's going to be making his, and it's cr- extremely crazy to say, his third start ever, I mean, it's just it, it, it's not impossible, it's improbable uh, for Ohio State, but I can't say that they don't have a chance. I mean, Oregon definitely, I think, is going to be the more complete team, but Ohio State seems like they're playing with chemistry, seems like they're all playing for each other and with each other, and uh, I definitely think that they can pull it out as well, too. So, you know, I can't say, you know, my prediction is going to be that it's going to be a close one and Oregon's going to take it, um, but I could honestly see it going either way at this point. Um, you know, with Ohio State and Urban Meyer and everything, and I'm excited, man. I can't wait for Monday night. I think it's going to be a great game. I really can't wait. What do you think, Manny? I can't wait either, man. I I, um, I want it to be a good game, but I'm I'm going for Oregon, man. I'm uh, I'm a fan of their uniforms, brother, and and uh, and their quarterback, man. I I really um. I think that kid's going to be good for the NFL, man. That guy, he's he's good for the NFL, man. Yeah, you know, I really like Marcus Mariota as well, too. Um, seems like a great player, a great kid, too. You know, I mean, he's somebody that, that shows you. I mean, you know, he, he's walked the line, you know, like kind of like you said that these players need to do. You know, he's done a great job in, you know, being in the spotlight and keeping everything positive, you know. And uh, maybe it's because, he, you know, he stays up later on the West Coast over there, but when he's doing all the bad stuff, everybody's already sleeping. Um, but <laughs> you know, Here I don't know what go. it is. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, seriously, on another note, he's, he's been great. Um, and, and, you know, I wish the best of luck to him and, you know, I think, I think he was great and, and his team just really came through for him, you know, in the Rose Bowl there, you know, um, uh, no, James, actually, let me ask you something. James, though, Doc. Yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you something, Dr. Ray. Uh, what do you think about their uniforms, though? Those, those uniforms are nice, man. I don't know if you saw the ones that they're going to wear on uh, for the national championship. They look, I, I believe they're like white and metallic. They're nice, man. They they really do a, a lot of nice stuff over there with, with Nike being so close in Oregon. Well, you know, I think that that is one of the reasons why Oregon has been doing just so great because of the influence that Nike has had there and the way that Nike has kind of infiltrated and their facilities are amazing and 
You know, they have a new uniform all the time. I mean, it, it's just a great place. It looks like an awesome place for kids to play. I mean, you know, how many kids want to go and live in Oregon? Not many, but how many kids want to be decked out in all the, in the in the best, you know, gear and be a part of the Pac-12 conference? And, you know, if you go down the road a little bit to Oregon State, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a much different environment. You know what I mean? Um, and it's only about 20 miles away. So, you know, the big thing there is, and the big difference there is Nike. You know, Nike has contributed tremendously to that program, um, and it's really made a difference in recruiting, and, and the athletes that they're getting are, are really, really, you know, playing at the top level of collegiate football, and it, it's awesome to watch, and it's a great story, and those uniforms really are awesome. I mean, I'm a fan of them, too. I, I They just whooped up my favorite team, and i got to say, I – I like the team, you know. I, I can't, I can't hate on them, you know. I really do. I like the team. I've always liked the team. I like the Ducks. Um, you know, it's just a shame they had to beat us fifty-nine to twenty in, in the Rose Bowl. There, I would have liked to be in a national championship this week, Manny. <laughs> I bet you would have, man. Hey, talking about that duck for Oregon, is that Donald Duck, man? It looks a lot like Donald, doesn't it? I know, dude. I, I don't know, man. I think uh, I think Disney better better take a look at that duck, man. It, it looks a, a little similar, maybe a different color scheme. Uh, I don't know if Oregon is trying to pull a fast one there with Donald Duck. <laughs> no, he uh, he does. He definitely does look a lot similar, but I don't think it's it's he, he's uh, a Donald type. But um, yeah, definitely. What I do like is every time that they score, he does the push-ups. That's pretty cool to me right there. You ever seen that? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I, I saw it plenty times over there uh, against FSU, man. Oh, why you got to bring that up, man? I don't, he couldn't do 59 push-ups in a row. He can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, man, but uh, it's this Monday, right, coming up this Monday. Um, I believe it's at eight eight thirty, right? The the national championship. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, it it is definitely definitely that um, Monday night, January twelfth, going to be a great, great, great game. Super excited! Um, can't wait for it. I mean, I really can't. Um, I really, again, like I said, wish it was FSU, but it's not. It's Ohio State and it's Oregon. And it's going to be a great one. And I'm excited to see what Urban Meyer is going to do, what Cardo Jones is going to do, what Marcus Mariota is going to do, uh, you know, what the running back Elliott from Ohio State is going to do. It's going to be great. Yes, sir, man. Can't wait for it. Yes, sir. So, uh, well, what else do we got to cover here, Manny? Um, anything else you wanted to talk about? Anything else going on in the new year? Is there anything going on um, with ISPS that you guys are changing this year? Why don't we talk a little bit about resolutions, and then we'll get into our family day. Well, dude, um, resolutions, ISPS definitely has a couple uh, which are already in motion, which is, is to expand and expand and expand, man. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Peter Taylor. I had him on the show a couple of weeks ago from the Bahamas live. Um, he's going to be helping us. Uh, he, already has, um, he already has a sponsor that's going to pay for everybody's T-shirt. Uh, I don't know if I should have released that, but um, we were talking about it yesterday. Uh-oh. He said it's almost – hello? Yep, I got you. 
Oh, can you still hear me, Dr. Ray? Yeah, no problem. You're good. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so big shout out to uh, Peter Taylor and um, and Mexico, man. Um, the people over there in Cozumel, man, they um, they're going to be hosting a uh, ISPS National Mexican uh, Slow Pitch Softball Championship in the island of Cozumel. And we're really excited about that, man. And the other resolution is to, Dr. Ray, maybe you could, uh, I don't know, tell us what you think, your opinions on this. Um, ISPS is trying to trying to get the, the softball community more involved. So we're trying to develop an ISPS Players Association. Um, pretty much depending on the size of your state or your nation, uh, you're going to have one to two elected representatives from within the slope softball community within your state or your nation. Um, and they're pr- pretty much going to serve as the liaisons between uh, the, the main offices, the, the, you know, the main board of directors and, and, and the, the player community out there, man. And, and um, I believe the elections are next, next Tuesday, the second Tuesday of uh of every January not every January, the the terms are for two years, I believe. They they're gonna serve two years and they're eligible for re election on the second Tuesday of every other January. Um so I don't know man. Why don't you uh give me your opinion on that? What do you what do you think about that? I mean I think that that's great. I think that you know, having a voice is extremely important. I think that's what makes democracy work, you know, and the fact that you're you're trying to create liaisons between the softball players and between the sanction I think is great. You know, I think that that's, that really shows that you're, you're caring and, and ISPS is doing, you know, what the players want, you know, and we're doing it to, to try to keep the game as fun and as safe as possible and you know, people will be able to have their say. And I think that that's a great thing. Um, I really do. I think it's important. Um, it's almost like doing, you know, surveys all the time. I think surveys are great because, you know, it gives you that that feedback to be able to improve constantly. And, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. And, and that's really what what something like this, I think, will be able to help out. You know, I think that's awesome. You know, uh, what what are you expecting to, to get out of that? What, what do you think the goal is? For the for the players' association, well, these representatives are going to be um, they're going to be very involved. Um, we're going to start hosting national conventions where we're going to be starting to vote on rulings, uh, team classifications, player classifications, um, you know, different issues, different ISPS issues, and they're going to have a vote. They're they're their vote would count as their state's or their their nation's vote. If they don't vote, you know, they're they don't they don't get counted. And if you're not happy with your representative, well, uh, vote them out in two years. I don't know. It's it's you know we're we're trying to like you said, it's democracy, bro. We're trying to get everybody involved. Um, we really we really um, promote you know, for the people, by the people. Um, so if you don't like what's going on, 
you have an opportunity to change it, man. You know, nominate yourself to become a representative and, you know, campaign yourself and, and start changing some things from within. And definitely, and that's the way that it's got to go. Change has to come from within no matter what we're talking about, you know, and then, so I think that's awesome, Manny. I'm, I'm happy to hear about that, and I'm looking forward to hear more about it in the future as, as well, too. Hundred um, percent. I think that that's going to be great. But um, you know, now that you, now that you just mentioned, um, you know, change from within and those kinds of things. Any New Year's resolutions on your end? Anything on you for you personally? Well, personally, is always to try to live a healthier life and uh, try to work less and spend more time with my family, man. That's uh, my number one priority, man, is is try to spend these uh, few precious years with my boy because everybody tells me that once they hit those those teenage years and stuff, they they really don't even want to hang out with you anymore. So, you know, I want to take advantage of these... uh, the baby stage, and he's already hitting, uh, he's going to be hitting the number two, two years now coming up in June, but um, he's already getting his little attitude problems, Uh, not problems, just little tantrums, and we just got to calmly sit him down, talk to him. We're not very uh, crazy people. We don't really raise our voices or anything. so man, it, it's it's a blessing, man. Every day it's a learning experience, man. And I I love my son with all my heart, man. And I just want to try to spend more time with him and and work less. Yeah, definitely. That sounds like a great resolution right there. And uh, hope that's something you can achieve. That's definitely something that I want to start doing as well, too. <clears throat> you know, I'm a uh, boy. Definitely, that's one of my resolutions as well, too. Is you know the way that I got. The way that I got, you know, going into this new primary care system and everything, it's been so much work getting the office all prepared and getting everything ready. And it's 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 so nice to say that it's finally, you know, it, I mean, it's never done, but most of the legwork is done at this point. And I'm extremely, extremely happy and, and proud to be able to call it, you know, a creation of, of my own. And, and just the health care that I'm providing for people and the way that I'm helping people predict and prevent disease and you know, it's just been amazing and a blessing. And now I've just got to figure out how can I get out of it, <laughs> you know, for some time and uh, hire some other people to kind of help out and just keep up with the same thing that's been going on um, that's been in there, um, you know, and that's helping people with primary care and alternative medicine and helping people actually heal from the from the problems that they're having and not just, you know, medicating. I mean, Medicine right now is failing at this point, unfortunately. I mean, 70% of people are dying from things that are preventable. How how does that mean that our primary care doctors are helping us? I mean, everybody is taking a blood pressure or cholesterol medication, and heart disease is still the number one killer in the United States. So, you know, what is it really doing for us? What are all these medications doing besides making our numbers on a blood test go down? You know, my goal is to get people as healthy as possible, and you do so by changing from within, as you mentioned earlier, you know, and, and that's what it's all about. And that's a great transition into into my family day topic, you know, as far as our health topics for the night goes. And I know we have about a little less than 10 minutes left. So, you know, I just wanted to talk about family day and, and what family day, you know, presents the opportunity for um, and talk a little bit of, again about the difference and the kind of people that you want to try to get signed up for, for this family day, you know, but, 
a family day is something that, you know, uh, actually my, the first chiropractor that I ever worked for was his idea. Um, and every once in a while on a holiday, he would do a family day and he would invite people that were already in the practice to come in and to bring their family in and so they could learn the benefits of chiropractic. And the, the benefits of chiropractic are endless and that's just chiropractic alone. That's without doing any of the natural primary care stuff, you know, and I still do provide chiropractic services. So anybody that has injuries or anything like that, chiropractic is a great way to help your body heal um, and give your body the best chance to heal by removing interference from the nervous system, you know. But in addition to that, family day is about getting to know your doctor, about getting having your doctor get to know you, about learning about what natural primary care is, so that you can make an informed decision about your options for your own health. You know, and unfortunately, when people go to the doctor, a lot of times they leave the doctor still not knowing what's going on with them, but they have a prescription to start taking something, and they don't know what the medication is. They don't know what it does. They just start taking it. You know, when people come to my office, my main goal is to find out why they have what they have, and it, it may take a lot of testing to do that sometimes, depending on the conditions, you know, so... For example, if people have allergies, we're going to do blood work. We may, we may need to do some diagnostics of the abdomen, you know, and do a stool test, for example, and see what kind of bacteria, what kind of fungus, what kind of parasites might be in the stomach. You know, um, we will look at absorption of nutrients. We can look at, at tests so we can find out what types of vitamins and minerals the body is actually using the right way. Um, you know, we can do DNA testing to see if the body is using vitamins the right way as well, too. I mean, there's so much that we can do that your medical doctor can't, um, not because they, they don't want to, but because they don't know anything about it. You know, they, they all they know is diagnose a symptom, give a medication for the symptom. And if that doesn't work, well, sorry, you're making it up in your head. You know, that doesn't fly in my office. There's always an answer to why something's happening in the body. And I will exhaust every ab- avenue of testing in order to figure that out. <clears throat> and the good thing is, is that uh, insurance covers a lot of that testing. You know, blood work, for example, is covered. You know, um, a lot of the other tests, hormone tests, those types of things are covered. Stool tests, you know, there's co-payments and things, as there always is with insurance. But the, 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 the cost of the test is extremely low. And for family day, the consultation is for free. There's an adjustment for free. There's a follow-up exam that's for free. You know, and normally that would cost somewhere between 110 to, you know, $290. So you can save a lot of money. And the people that really do the best in my office are the people that are in one of two places. They're either inspired or they're desperate. They're either they want to make a change and they want to, they want to be as healthy as possible and they're committed to going to the gym and changing their eating habits and changing their lifestyle and they want somebody to help them walk that path you know, with, with actual medical evidence for why they're doing what they're doing instead of saying, oh, just take, you know, I'm not like a, like any of these other, other holistic doctors out there that say, oh, this will be good for you because other people have taken it and it's good for this condition. I don't just guess. Everything that I, that I prescribe, I test for, you know, and there's always a reason and there's a goal. And that's why people see success in my office because I give specific treatment plans based on that individual, not based on what's been successful for other people. And so by doing that and constantly tweaking and tailoring it, that's how you see success in, in healthcare. Um, in addition to that, <clears throat> you know, the examination that I provide is extremely thorough. You know, I take my time with people. I, I, look at, I look at 
the fingernails. I look between the toes. I mean, I look at everything that I can possibly look at to find any source of infection in the body, to find anything that could be malfunctioning in the body because it all plays a role, because it's all connected. And if you can correct all the little things, the big things will work themselves out. And helping people find that balance physically, chemically, and emotionally is what Family Day is all about. And they get to do it saving, like I said, 110 to $290. So, you know, I don't do it that often, but when I do it, it's one of my favorite days. I love to have people come in, you know, people, like I said, that are either inspired or the other side of that is that they're desperate. You know, they've been everywhere. They've tried every medication. Nothing's working. They're still in pain. They're still feeling bad. They're still depressed. They're still tired. They still have symptoms. You know, their doctor says they can't find anything wrong. Those are the people that do great in my office because I look for the imbalances in their body and not just for diseases. When I look at their blood chemistry, I don't look at it in, in the ranges that LabCorp gives you. I look at them in homeostatic ranges. I look at them in balanced ranges to see where is the body working harder than it should? Where is it not working hard enough? Are the nutrients there that the body needs in order to fulfill these processes? You know, so it's a very involved thing, natural primary care. And it's definitely an investment, you know, on, on your part as well, too, because you have to not only sometimes pay for things that insurance doesn't cover, but at the same time, you have to take the time. You know, you have to dedicate time to eating better. You have to dedicate time to yourself so you can exercise. You have to take time for yourself so that you can emotionally stay balanced. You know, my treatment plans are triangular, physical, chemical, and emotional. Physically, we do chiropractic. We do exercise and massage therapy, you know, and massage is done in my office. I have an excellent therapist who's trained in all kinds of different techniques. And after my examination, she comes in, does her own exam as well too, and, and she's just wonderful, um, helps people tremendously. Um, everybody's just been raving about her with the massage, and that's, that's one part of it. Then we go to chemical, and we look at whatever we need to in order to find out chemically how can we help balance you, what kind of nutrients do you need. We look at blood chemistry, hormones, neurotransmitters, DNA, urinalysis, stool analysis, whatever the case is so that we can get to the bottom of where you're having these issues. And then finally, emotionally, we try to try, uh, help people, you know, balance their brain chemicals as much as we can, learn, help them learn how to pick their own battles, you know, try to foster positivity through affirmations, through meditation, through, um, you know, recommending certain books for them to read, different things like that. Um, but just it, it's all involved in actually healing, and, and that's what medicine should be about. It should be about healing. It shouldn't be about, here, take this for the rest of your life to do what your body once could, and that's the difference between, you know, regular medicine and, and, and natural primary care, and, you know, nobody else in South Florida is doing this, and, and that's why you've probably never heard of it, and that's why family days are so important, um, and that's why people spreading the word about it is so important because nobody knows that it even exists, and I feel that if more doctors start to do what I'm doing, and that's the goal, you know, I hope to one day be able to teach some of these doctors that um, I think that the community, the health of the community will improve and, and, and just life around us in general will improve. There will be less people on medications driving around under the influence and so on and so forth, and everybody will just be generally happier and symptom-free, and, and I, I hope to look forward to that. So... Um, Thank you guys for listening to the show tonight. I appreciate it. If you've got questions about Family Day, find us at 353heal.com. Tweet us at Dr. Ray T. And looking, looking forward to seeing you next week on the Hot Corner.
Once upon a morning, there was a freshly brewed McCafe coffee. It was made with 100% Arabica beans, yet something was missing. Fear not, in the distance, a sausage McMuffin with egg rides toward the sunrise in quest for breakfast. The perfect pair met at McDonald's, and mornings were happy forever after. Right now, get $1 any size coffee and a $2 sausage McMuffin with egg off the $1-2-3 menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. I don't mean to be so uptight But my heart's been hurt a couple times By a couple guys that didn't treat me right I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie Alexa, play Meant to Be. Okay. If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be Baby, just let it be If it's meant to be with Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.